some cherry wine. Everything's good, everything's fine. Yeah, yeah, we bring it every time. Yeah, pour a little cherry wine. Yeah, hey yo, salam. Yeah, I think they know the time. Everything's good, everything's fine. Yeah, you pour a little cherry wine. Yeah, life is good. Life is good. Hey y'all, it's your girl Cherry Wine. You know the vibes, it's wine time. So grab your drink and turn your volume up, period. Today I'm rolling with the good sis, one half of So Problematic podcast. You know, beauty slate, her, period. Florida's on my boo, Cece. Hey, Cece. What's up, Cherry? I am so honored to be on your platform today. Thank you so much for having me, girl. Oh, you know, it was a long time coming. I was waiting, okay? I already know. Let's but we, do this yeah, thing. We're going to have us a good conversation. So those of you who don't know Cece, Cece got a podcast with her bestie. So Cece, tell them a little bit about yourself. Well, I'm one half of So Problematic. Um, CC, the other one is Jay. And basically we talk about anything and everything about black women, mostly um, the dynamics of what we go through as women, the married life, the single life, the motherhood, the the not so motherhood that we want to go out there and live our best life. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And always grab a drink while you're at it, and we always be with the bullshit, you know what I'm saying? So just come, check us out, and tune in. Period. And they drop on Wednesdays too, y'all. Okay. Yes, definitely. It's, that's the day. I feel like that's just the day. Okay. I feel like, you know, when you get you something good, you waiting for something real good on Wednesday to help the rest of your week go by. You know what I'm saying? That's exactly what it is. Period. Definitely. Period. So what made y'all get into podcasting? Well, I feel like that we had things to say. Like, you know how sometimes you have girl conversations that just be so good to the point where you feel like you should share this conversation with other women. And so many women can relate to these conversations, but I feel like, especially in our black community, we don't talk about it. We have been raised to not talk about it. And I feel like that needs to change. So I feel like, you know, especially with your platform and everything, I feel like these conversations just need to happen. People need to hear it. It needs to be recorded. That way other people from other generations can hear these conversations. Right. And I'm glad you said that because that's going to lead right into what we're going to talk about today. So things that need to be discussed, that's always swept underneath the rug. Yeah. And I feel like, like you said, in the Black community, we are good for being quiet, sitting on night mm-hmm. and not discussing certain shit. So I want to say like two months, maybe a month or two ago on a live, we touched on mother-daughter relationships. Yes. And like you said, you never know who you who can relate to what you're going through or what you have been through. Mm-hmm. And I love relatable topics. Yes. Talking to people. So I don't know. I can't I can't remember exactly the, the whole conversation in depth, but we vibed out on a certain part of the topic so today we're going to discuss how important uh, the mother-daughter relationship is in the black community Mm -hmm. so let's get into it let me grab my drink (laughs) cheers to that all right (laughs) so what do you think is the main conflict between a mother and a daughter in the black community 
I think the main conflict is not discussing the importance of being a woman. Um, because the way I was raised, the way that I was raised by a stepmother, because um, I wasn't raised with my mother, but she was just telling me to not do certain things, not explaining what I wasn't supposed to do it for, not explaining the dynamics of the things that I was going to experience in my adulthood. She just told me not to do this. And I'm just like, not to do what? For what? Why are you telling me this? Because I feel like as a teen, you're going to, you're going to want to experience certain things. Right. So I feel like um, in a, the black community, we're always taught what not to do, but never the explanation behind it. We're never given a why. And the I why? feel like they feel like they don't have to explain themselves to us when in reality you do. Because if I'm telling you not to do something, I'm mm-hmm. going to give you a reason why you shouldn't do it. Because now I'm like, oh, well, I just couldn't do it. There was no reason behind it. I just couldn't. But you got to make it make sense. You can't do this because it's either going to hurt you mm-hmm. or the outcome is not going to be good for you. So give me a reason why I shouldn't, shouldn't do these things. So I really exactly. agree with you because then that is living with the unknown. I don't really do well with living with the unknown. <laughs> me either. Because uh, I end up being a teen mom, even though you told me not to go have sex because I didn't know exactly what you meant by that. Mm-hmm. You just told me not to go do it. But in my mind, as a, I'm liking boys and I'm getting to experience this new feeling that I'm feeling, mm-hmm. I'm, I wanna experience it. You ain't tell me why, so it's like, okay, let me just go do what I do. I'm, I'm being a teen, you get what I'm saying? So I end up being a teen mom when, if you probably would have told me the why, I probably would have understood it better. Well, I probably would have made different choices. Right. And I was a teen mom twice. 16, 16 and 17. And I have to agree with you again. You're telling us not to have sex, but you're, at the same time, you're not having the sex talk with us. I didn't have the sex talk with my mother. I didn't have the boy talk with my mother. It was a do as I say. And that that's part. That. You should be seeing and not heard. If I say do it, do it. And that's just that. It's I don't understand. You know I what I'm saying? It was, no, it was no talking. And I recently had an altercation. Well, not an altercation, but it was a verbal disagreement with my mother. Okay. And I felt as if, you know, I'm 39. I should not need therapy because of what you and your husband did. You know what I'm saying? What y'all did and what y'all didn't do. Mm-hmm. But at this big ass age, I don't want to make those mistakes with mine. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So they were allowed to voice their opinion in mm-hmm. family respectfully. Respectfully. Because I could never do that. I I was afraid of my mother. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, can, I, I yeah. understand. And I just had this conversation with her on Monday because I felt like, you know, my husband, he's able Mm -hmm. to put me in my place. And he did. You know, that's your mother. You only get one, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. And coming from seeing his family be a family, like, you know what I mean? A big family, being family, doing family things and being able to hang around each other and talk to each other and this, that, and the third and having both parents in the household. I didn't come from that. 
So it was important for me to provide that to mine. Yeah. Anyway, he don't have one of his parents. His mother's here, his father's not. So with him explaining, like, you know, you only get one this and one that, and I'll get anything to hear my father or talk to my father and see my grandkids is then the third. And I'm like, all right, you know, I see where you're going with this. So I put my big girl panties on, CC, and I went to my mother's house. I always got to be the bigger person. I don't know why, but mm-hmm. I went to my mother's house and spoke to her and my dad because after 34 years, they back together. So I needed both of them to hear where I was coming from. Mm-hmm. And it's that conversation. I told my mother, I appreciate everything that you did. Mm-hmm. Physically, that's what parents do. You know, you provide. You got to feed them. You got to make sure they got somewhere to stay. You know what I'm saying? You get no brownie points for those things because mm-hmm. the thing has to be here. Yep. So that's your job. Yeah. So it's the nurturing and the love that I didn't feel like I got. And I, once I let it out, I felt much better, but she still wasn't trying to receive what I was saying, Cece. So my dad then stood up like, you know what? If I can take accountability, you should mm-hmm. be take accountability too. So she yeah. got angry with him, got angry with me. Like the conversation, to- the conversation was going like this, Cece. Yes. It was going like this before it got like this. But I'm kind of glad that everybody was able to get... Did we get everything out? No, because I probably still would be standing there talking right now. <laughs> but exactly. I feel like I got the most valid points out. And yeah. she had to feel where I was coming from. But she wasn't trying to receive it at first. Because, you know, those old school mothers is... I said mm-hmm. what I said. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Is I, I said what I said. And that's just that on that. But... yeah. I, I hope she received what I gave to her. I hope she did because yeah, we don't have the best relationship. We never had the best relationship. I feel like once you get older, they can't separate you being grown. Mm-hmm. And then I also told her that, you know, like I feel like she stopped liking me at some point. And I didn't I feel would... loved at some point. I wish I knew that my stepmom liked me at all. See? You get what I'm saying? See? And, and I can relate 100%. Thank you for sharing with me also. But I can relate 100% because I lost my mom at 13 months in a car accident. Tragic car accident I was involved in, right? So I thank God that I survived and I'm here. Mm-hmm. My dad met another young lady. She ended up becoming my stepmother at the age of five. I didn't ask her to be my stepmother. My daddy married her. I think that he was just looking for somebody to help him in a sense. But long story short, I don't think she liked me from the beginning. It was just certain things. You know, you have nippets of memory when you're a kid. Mm-hmm. Certain things you remember, and it's like, as an adult, it makes sense now. Why did you start dressing me like a boy? Why did you start telling people that my sister was actually my cousin? It was like certain things. And I'm just like, yes, I can't make this Wait, stuff up. Your sister was She working. told people in the church that my sister was actually my cousin. So your sister was her daughter? My other, my, my dad's oldest from another woman. Well, nobody asked you to take on this responsibility, ma'am. When you married this man, you accepted what came with him. Mm-hmm. 
So I, I kept trying to understand these things. And I'm like, why are these memories coming up now? And now that I'm remembering everything, this woman never liked me because I was getting attention from family members that she was jealous of. You ever you ever had that that saying that your mother can be jealous of you? Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, oh Absolutely. my God. I didn't I know that was it. a real thing. I, I feel it. I felt it. I So I know where you're coming from. I didn't know that was a real thing. I really didn't because it's like as a mother, and I'm sure you can relate, that as a mother now, I want the best for my kids. I feel like that's a rep. You repping me. Mm-hmm. When you doing good in life, you doing good with me. Yes. <laughs> so it's like when she, when I found out that the jealousy was coming out more and more and the things that I was going through in the house with her, I just, just I said, you know what? I'm going to try to make it work. And if it doesn't work, I'm washing my hands. Because first of all, you are not my natural mother. Second of all, yes, you raised me since I was five years old and I tried to respect you, but you never respected me in my adult life. So to this day forward, I don't have no relationship with her. She wants one with me, but it's fake. See? I don't, I don't do fake. I can't fake it. So she's still around? She's still around, but they're not married no more. They've been divorced for 13 years. Thank God. Oh, so like you said, you feel like he need to help with, yes. with you. Yeah. And see, that's the thing. For me, I always say that kids don't ask to be here. Mm-mm. Your actions bring them here. Yeah. And it's your responsibility to guide that child to mm-hmm. be able to care and do for themselves and take everything that you instilled in them and do better. I want my kids to do better than me. Yes. Down all the type of shit that, that, that we done been through. It ain't, I mean, we very open with them, but they don't know what it took to get here. But we, me and their father been together for 25 years and it ain't always been cookies and cream, trust me, okay? Right. So it <laughs> takes a lot <laughs> to hold down a foundation and handle yeah. a day-to-day life when you got a family. It do. It take a lot. Mm-hmm. So what you do with that, and, and it don't stop at 18. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. I hate when parents say, oh, when we turn 18, is that there? What? It don't stop. Now, don't stop. And, and for me, when I turned 18, I got my own apartment. I moved out, and I ain't been back. Thank God. Okay? But I was able <laughs> to take, so, like I told my mother on Monday, I took mm-hmm. Some of the way that you parented me. Mm-hmm. And I remixed it to my own way. Because yeah. I feel like stuff that didn't work for me, I know damn well it ain't going to work for mine. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong. It could have worked. But that stern and not being able to let my kids live their live they life according to age appropriacy. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. I wasn't able to do certain things because... I was being a big sister slash mother to my siblings. Cooking early, cooking early on, quitting certain sports, mm-hmm. taking on babysitting, taking on checking homework, taking on doing hair. You know, so I was doing a lot of that at an early age. So that when I did get pregnant at 15, mm-hmm. a normal 15-year-old would have been scared shitless. Not me, I already been doing this shit. Exactly. So it's nothing. Yeah, and that's why I related with you at on that because I was the same exact way. She kept having kids, which I, I love my siblings, but 
I, I became their mother to the mm-hmm. point where now, even now in this situation, they call me before they call her. See? Ask anybody. My phone rings. It's my sister's calling me for motherly advice all the time. See? And I give it to them because by all means, since I was seven years old, I've been raising her kids. Right. And I kept and I kept telling my dad, I'm like, you don't understand the burden that it puts on me as a team to the point where they and you would think that they would learn from it because it started with me and then it went on to my other siblings. Cause once I left the house, it went to the next oldest and then to the next oldest. They never learned their lesson, even to this day. And I'm just like, well, why y'all not learning? Because I went through depression because of that. I went through depression because I'm sitting here and I'm fighting. To, to have my freedom in my life, but y'all don't seem to understand or care. Right. Y'all want me to help raise y'all kids. And I'm just, I'm just sitting here and I'm like, I'm looking at my little brother to this day and it hurts my heart right now to even say, but he going through depression. I have a, I have a brother that's forever down syndrome. He, he ain't got no choice but to be in the house. And that's a hard task for a little kid to handle. And I was handling that. And that's where I hit my breaking point. Because I was like, care of him. He was a, a Down syndrome child is a lot Why? to handle. They, they need extra care that I wasn't able to give him. And my I kept telling my dad, my dad had to apologize probably like, I want to say maybe a year and a half ago. Me and him had to have a serious conversation. And I said, I know you was probably thinking that you was doing the best for me, but you really wasn't. Like, that shit was fucking hard. And he had to really break down and cry and, like, understand, like, I put you through that. I'm so sorry. Right. And I feel like you got to have them conversations with your parents. You got to. Because at the time, I feel like they don't understand what they're doing to you Mm -hmm. putting that much responsibility on you. Yes, yes, I'm sure you need help. But why do I have to put my life on hold to be the help? You know what I'm saying? I'm so, so at this age where I'm growing and coming into my own person, trying to figure out who I am, mm-hmm. I can't do that because now I'm becoming a bonus parent mm-hmm. to yours. So now you're leaning on me yep. and I can't be the child that I'm supposed to be. You know what I'm yep. saying? I missed a cert- I missed a lot of things because I was being a big sister slash mother. Yep. For 30 years. I'm 39. For 30 years. My sister is 30. My brother is 26. For 30 years I've been doing this shit. I'm yep. fucking tired. For real. Mm-hmm. And, I, and now I have my own Yep. And you can't, you're not allowed to be tired with your own. Not allowed. You're not allowed. You're not. Nope. So while I was active in school, doing basketball and track, and you know, now mm-hmm. I have to put those on the back burner because my mother need me at home with my brother and my sister. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And they don't, I won't say they. But most of the time, they don't appreciate what you're doing. Yeah. And they grow up. And 
I can admit, yes, I, I'm filled with resentment because mm-hmm. I could have been X, Y, Z, but I had to be M-O-M too for you. So yes, it's a little resentment there. I can admit that. I'm fine with it. Yeah. Speaking my truth. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, with that resentment is lack of respect because you don't respect me and I, I'm a part of the reason why you were able to still come and go when your life wasn't put on pause or interrupted. Yeah. Because I stepped in for the parent. Yeah. And she's like, oh, you know, um, you act as if I was running the street and this, that, and third, I was working. Fine, I understand that. So when you're off, the kids should no longer be my responsibility. Wrong. Mm-hmm. Because now you off and you tired. So I'm still mm-hmm. in that position. Or you off and you planned a vacation. I'm still in that position because you ain't taking us. Nope. I understand that all too well. When I did, um, I did track and field was my main sport. And my coach died hard. I still talk to her to this day. Every time she, I bring it up to her, she will cry. Same. She fought for me. I could have been in the Olympics. You know what I'm saying? She fought for me. She came to the house, argued, fought, almost physically fought. Like, it was really bad. And she believed in you. She believed, she was the only person that believed in me. See? And I just, and it's like, to this day, I'm sitting here and I'm just like, that's crazy that this woman who didn't raise me had that much faith in me. But the only, the person who raised me and brought me up and taught me all these things, they have not nailed a lick of faith in me or didn't care because she wanted me to watch my siblings. I couldn't make it to practice because obviously I had to go watch them while she go. And the crazy part was she wasn't working. Huh? Terry, she was not working. Oh, was she, she, was, she was the at-home mother. My dad was a truck driver, so he was making bank. So she was a stay-at-home mom and still dependent on you. Where was she? she been out of school, she need a break now because she's been here all day. With I her. used to get pulled out of school. I used to get pulled out of school. Let me tell you, I, and I, to, I'm at a point where I don't even be embarrassed about it no more. My GPA was at a, a probably a 1.3 because I was I was missing that much school. You had too much on you. You had too much on you. Since I tried to kill myself, I, at this point, I just was like, I'm done. I don't want to be here. I was like, why didn't I just go with my mom in a car accident? That was my thought process. That wasn't your purpose, though. Exactly. That wasn't. But I, I didn't know that until I went through therapy. I couldn't take myself through therapy a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. And to it's really ne- understand. It's needed. I feel like we'd be so embarrassed because that was my, that yes. was me. Like, oh, I don't need therapy. That's that's some weak shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're gonna feel weak by doing that shit because you're supposed to be so strong. You know what I'm yes. saying? But the strong yeah. people need it too. I feel like I pre- like I said, I appreciate all of the gems and everything that was instilled in me because that taught me how to be a mother and survive. Right. But it was some stuff that was missing. You know what I'm saying? But I yeah. feel like even with you, I feel like we was trained 
to do that and be that for them. Yeah. I kind of feel like Cinderella before the ball. <laughs> I say that all the time. I say, I say that all the time. <laughs> exactly. Period. Okay. The Cinderella before the ball yes. is what what we were. And and I'm not knocking the lessons that I got from that because I feel like it made me such a solid person and I do I care for people real heavy. Like once I start caring for you, I care deep. And I think that's what built that toughness on that side of, you know, who I am. But um the lessons that I pretty much got from this is to just understand people because I know that my stepmom has a story. I know some of her background story and what she needs to still heal from, I can't hold that against her. Right. Right. I had to learn that though. Because that was, I it had was resentment. Yeah. I had to learn that as well, Cece, <laughs> because my grandfather raised my mother. Mm-hmm. My grandmother didn't. Mm. So how it, how can you be a mother if you ain't have one? That. So that's how I look at it. But at the same time, you want to change what you've been through so that you don't put your child through it or make it worse than, you know, the situation mm-hmm. that you had. Some people don't learn from the experience. It's like, see, I learned from my experience. I knew what I didn't want. Yeah. I just didn't automatically just do what was taught and what was done to me. Yeah. Me being in the house, not being able to be a teenager. No, I mm-hmm. had, it was me and my husband's choice to have these four kids. It's not my kids' responsibility to care for their siblings. Now, being out of school and having a day off and we got to go to work, that's one thing. We ain't catching flights and leaving for the weekends or leaving for weeks at a time and you in the house and watching the siblings and you cooking for them and you making sure yeah. they to school and you checking homework. No. You walk and get siblings from home, home from school? Absolutely. Y'all together. That's what you're supposed yeah. to do. Yeah. But as far as leaving full responsibility on them, hell no. I never, never. Yeah. They never, my oldest two never had to cook a meal, maybe lunch, because it's like I said, there's no school. They never had, they never had to cook no meal and get their siblings ready for school for the next day. That part. They never that had part. to. I they was doing had, hair, sis. That's what made me get into the whole. Come on, Cece. Now, I've been doing my, <laughs> this is what I'm saying. I love, I've been doing hair for years now. Yes. It's nothing. Exactly. I had a little sister and I had a little brother. So, like I said, being a becoming a mother was it, it wasn't a scary thing for me at all. No, at all. And luckily, and, well, I don't. Mm-hmm. I won't say luckily because I don't know if you want one, but you don't have a daughter. I know. But I feel like I raised my my sisters enough to say that, that you was got good. En- that was good enough for me. <laughs> right. Right. So they, you don't have to repeat the cycle, though. No. And even if you and even if you had a girl, I'm sure you would have broke it. Yes, definitely. Oh, definitely. And the crazy part is I have conversations with the one that was right up under me. Um, we're six years apart, but I have conversations with her because she has a daughter and I'm like, you have to break that generational curse or whatever you want to call it that your mother has taught us because that's her mother. So she has it way more deeper than I do. She's going to have traits that I'm not going to have. So I tell her to watch out for those traits. 
specifically because they can come out at any given time and you don't even notice it until you're doing it right and she has a daughter so I'm just I tell her all the time just be prepared for that and it's like I'm learning things about my own mother because she wasn't here and I have to learn through history things that I need to break from my generation from my mother but I just feel like those things are need they need to be talked about like seriously because it repeats right if you don't break the generational curse history will continuously repeat itself now Mm -hmm. i'm a grandmother yeah i know this yes my oldest granddaughter is gonna be four no and watching how my daughter parent her she already breaking curses because she three Mm. and three maybe two getting popped she don't get popped okay she talks to her well they talk to each other <laughs> okay because <laughs> y'all know Zara mouthy they talk to each other so Zara is able to express her feelings right now today at three I love it though she is she's able to tell you how she feels she's able to take she will come and take listen my mommy did this and then you have to tell her like Zara you gotta watch it you don't talk to your mother like this is xyz but my daughter will talk to her she don't don't pop her nothing like that mm-hmm. 29 years ago she was getting popped because <laughs> first of all that's back talking remember right because of the back talking. talking right <laughs> but today in 2022 it's expressing your feelings yeah but when we was coming up that's back talk you're not supposed to be talking back to your parent is what i said is what i said okay. but today i see that if you're able to communicate with that child, communicate with that child. Exactly. And I learned that too because my son has also lost a, a parent. His his father passed. So it's kind of like I had no choice but to break it because I need him to communicate his feelings and what he's going through as a child. Losing a parent, I know what it feels like. So I needed him to open up. I even had to take him through therapy himself so that he could open up and express certain things that I actually had no idea that was going on at his daddy house. See? I learned literally two years ago. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh, okay. These kids need to be able to express themselves. I wish we had that opportunity, but unfortunately we didn't. Right. But we break in it now and I love it. And I think there's a difference between letting your child express themselves and being disrespectful. Right. Because there are some kids that are very disrespectful. Very. And see, for us, like, like I said, my husband, we took things from our childhood and brought it into our family dynamic, mm-hmm. but we remixed it. Now, growing up, him and his siblings and his parents, they had family meetings once a week. So okay. we started doing that on Sundays. And during a family meeting, you are able to express your feelings. If we did anything from Monday through Saturday that you did not appreciate or that we didn't know that we did. Cause like, like life is so fast. You keep going, keep, you don't even realize yeah. that you did something a certain way or you said something a certain way. So you able to bring it to our attention on that day, but respectfully. Yes, I love and it. you gotta say it during the meeting because once we get up and say it's over with, you ain't got no chance. I mean, you could say it, but now you got to deal with the repercussions. Yes. So they, they, they was able to voice their opinions to us and we have to receive it. Cause you're not I love that. manual for this shit. I'm 39. I'm still learning. Every child is different. You got to know your kids too. 
Yes. Even though that they all in the same household, every child is different and every child is receiving things mm-hmm. differently. So, yep. like, you got to understand that, like, none of this was discussed with us coming up. Like, like I said, we was do as I say. Yes. As I do. Be seen, not heard. And that's that. And that was it. That was that it. Was- Nothing else needed to be the, said. Those was the golden rules unsaid. And then when we got company, we don't need to see you. Why are you out here? Oh. I could I not. Still to this day, Sissy, I don't sit in my living room. I'm 35 right. years old. I don't sit in my living room. I go to work. I come home. I cook. Might sit at the dining room table. And then I'm going to my room. I never sit in my living room. Because that I was part. not allowed to sit in the living room and be around adults. So, it stuck with me. So now it's like, okay, I got a fully furnished living room with its big ass TV and all this in here. And I can't, I mean, I can, but I can't. <laughs> I know. Because it's in you. I get it. Trust me. I get it. Right. And I do the same thing with my kids, but I allow my kids to come downstairs and speak because right. I feel like that's just you, you teaching them to actually be present, but not present. And sometimes a familiar face is what they need to recognize because if something happened to me or my husband, God forbid, I need them to know that these faces came around during those times. Yep. So I don't tell my kids to just stay in the room. I do ask them to be respectful with my company, but I say, hey, y'all, when y'all know company coming, come speak because right. that's what you're supposed to do to your elders. Right. So it's just, you know, we just teach them different. I'm sorry. That's what I'm saying. My kids is able to come through here, speak, go in the kitchen, get they, get them whatever they want at any given time. That's another. Yep. You know we wasn't opening and closing refrigerators like this. We wasn't going to cabinets, eating up everything <laughs> like this. And then you, no, what? What? Why you in my kitchen? We wasn't going all that. We wasn't <laughs> going all that. Since we went well, I was all in that. the refrigerator five minutes ago. We're still the fuck in there. Why are you in the refrigerator? We couldn't do all that. We couldn't no. Do no, no. But, you know, I'm glad to see that we learned from yeah our personal experiences and was able to bring some of it with us and you know flip it over because the the mother daughter relationship is very important. It is. It is, especially when you come in from. I was the only child for ten years, like like literally. So it was just me and my mother. I know my mother better than anybody. Nobody, yeah. nobody can tell me nothing about my mother. But now seeing that on being on the mother end with the girls is like, mm-hmm. as, at one point my mother wasn't all in my business. Like my mother didn't even know I was pregnant until I was seven months. Miles was five. So I took that. <laughs> I took that experience. Like no, my kids will tell you. They gotta ask me for pads. Mm. Not now, cause they grown. The girls is grown. Yeah, but, yeah, but or you gotta ask me for pads, cause that's my way of knowing that you got your period. It's too many of us in here. It's too many females in here for me to be. You had your period this month. You had your period. Let me. Yeah. So, listen, I gotta come ask me for them. Everybody always had their own bathroom. Yeah. I ain't put no pads under that sink. Come ask me, mm-hmm. cause I wanna know who I'm giving the pads to and when. I know that's right. But when so when my daughter told me she was pregnant, I know you're pregnant. Cause you're asking mm-hmm. pets. <laughs> like <laughs> and you get your period before me. So I know what it is. Yeah. But 
you know, now I don't have to have to do that, but but yeah, you know, it's important. Like you 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 flip some things around. You got to know. Mm-hmm. My mother really wasn't too much in my business, and I feel like I'm too much in their business. It's a gift and a yeah. curse for me. It's not for me to be all up. I just want to know what's going on. I don't want nobody That's to it. ring this doorbell or call me and say, you know, X, Y, Z. No, because I knew that. Yeah. Oh, I seen your daughter. I know. Just with her friends. That's she trying to be back in the house. You're not telling me nothing about mine. You know. Yeah. I'm not giving you that. I'm not giving you that. And I also like to have conversations that I can have with them before the streets have with them. Okay. I tell my, especially my oldest, he could tell you X, Y, and Z right now. Ain't no streets finna tell you nothing. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna tell you first. Because we was out there, so we know. We, what? I mean... Okay. is brought to you by Timeless Teas and Things, where you can get your custom-made, personalized t-shirts, glasses, mugs, and more. Get with Timeless Teas and Things. You won't regret it. Yeah, because yes. yeah, time's changed, but it's the same shit going on. It's just different, and it's worse. Yes, so I have no choice but to explain everything to him. Like and I and I and I know females is different, but I'm also explaining because I have two boys, and I need them to know about these females in these streets because they differ from my era. Yes. <laughs> these new. Let me tell you something. I'm afraid. I'm afraid. I have one boy. That's it. And I'm. Mm-mm. I'm Don't say your raggedy ass daughter. To my, I'm my, telling you. I'm telling you right now. Hey, Terry. Listen. I'm telling you, I will. Y'all better get y'all daughters. I'm telling y'all. That's the thing. It's a, it's good to have the girls too because you know they always going <laughs> around. You know your boys gonna stick around too. Yeah. Then you got to deal with her. You know what I'm saying? And then mm-hmm. God, you bring a baby into it. Now you got to deal with mm-hmm. her. And mm-hmm. um, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and you know what? When I got my cycle, I called my dad. I called my dad. I did not feel comfortable calling my stepmom. Not your stepmom? No, me and her didn't have that relationship. I'm trying to tell you everything about me and her relationship was fake. I never felt like I never felt love. So, did she treat her kids the same way, or you can tell a difference? I want to say I thought that she was treating them differently in the household. But once I came out of the house, I realized that she was treating them the same way because she went through her own trauma. She was also, she was a stepchild herself. See? Learned behavior. This is learned behavior. So she didn't have the motherly bone in her because it wasn't given to her. Yep. Is learned behavior. See why you gotta change the behavior up because these pe- these kids is gonna learn and then they're gonna teach their kid and they kids yes. they kids you gotta break it you gotta stop you gotta stop it yeah that's what I said and I'm like you would think that when when I turned five years old and she decided to marry my dad she knew she was taking on the same role that this other woman took for her and I'm thinking. In my adult life and going to therapy, I'm like, why didn't she learn those 
lessons. Why? Like, learn behavior, and I get it, but why not learn from it? And change what I don't understand. Change it. Because it wasn't a good feeling for you. Exactly. And this is and this is another thing that I that I told my mother. Now, me being me knowing that my grandmother didn't raise her and knowing that me and my grandmother is so tight is because mm-hmm. she missed out on raising her and she didn't want to make that same mistake and not have a relationship with her grandchild. Granted. Mm-hmm. You knew mm-hmm. that you didn't have that relationship with your mother. Why would you not want that relationship with your daughter? Verbally, you saying that you want it, but physically, you're not acting as if you want it. Yep. Yeah. But then you tell me, oh, it's my fault. You can't pass the blame and say that it's my fault because I'm only reacting and acting this way because of what I'm receiving from you. And I had to tell her, every every action has a reaction. So if this is my reaction, look at your action. Exactly. I'm cool as fuck. I'm cool as hell. And with everybody, anybody, it's up to you to fuck that up. And if you don't know that and I'm your child, that's a problem. I'm cool Mm -hmm. as hell. So you can't tell me that I'm the problem and I'm the reason. Because if that's the case, you probably don't know me. And that's a shame. Let me tell you why I would never beg for love ever in my life ever again. Not from men, not from women, not from family, not from nobody. It's because I felt like this woman was supposed to be the woman that raised me, my mother, whatever you want to call her. I looked at her and I called her mother because that's the only woman that I knew growing up. There were times in my life, especially in my teenage years, where I would apologize with a quickness because all I wanted was her love. I wanted to feel accepted. I wanted her to know, like, no matter what we just argued about, or, or probably fist fought him, because we've had fights, but I just wanted to feel accepted and loved. And it was just never enough. Never. It was never enough. But it was for her that was never enough. And I had to learn and realize that and accept that. Like I said, whatever she was going through in her life, I get it. You probably never healed from it. You probably never will because if you don't go seek that help, you don't continuously be the same. You're going to sit in it. So I can't help you no more. So I had to learn how to just let go, forgive her, whether she gives me that apology or not, and move on with my life because now I have my own family to take care of. Right. And that was a real hard pill pill for me to swallow because I just didn't understand how you took me to the courthouse and adopted me. How you, you took, took me to the on courthouse. Responsibility I, physically. You physically took on this responsibility. You knew exactly what you were doing. That's crazy. Carrie, my my birth certificate don't even have my mother's name on it no more. You don't know how much that shit fucking hurt. It got her name on it? It got her name on it. Because and I can't you took change on that responsibility shit. for you. Just but you still Daddy didn't do shit for me. And they think that all of the physical and the material things and all that stuff is something. It's nothing. Those is those is things that you're supposed to do. You don't get brownie points for that. No. You don't. And, and then she then then she told me, oh, I left them. I but why did I? Yeah. Why? I didn't. Yeah. Because I wanted to, it was a reason, and I tried 
three times before I successfully made it out. I ran three times and all three times my friends caught me. No, don't leave. You know this, that, and third. Every single time. The last time I happened, I just happened to get away because we was at church. And I did from church. What? That was my, that was the last time I was running. I ran a, a total of four times and a fourth time was, was my escape. I ran three times. The third time was because me and her were about to get into a real bad physical fight. And I had my son at this time. I'm 17. Oh. So he was like, you know, he was a baby. He was watching me. I'm sitting in the room, minding my business. And she came in the room bothering me. And at that point, I realized and I looked at her and I said, if I get into a physical fight with this woman, I'm probably going to get my child taken away from me. Police, I'm going to get arrested. I, I thought about all that stuff. So you know what I decided to do? While she battling at the mouth, disrespecting me, I had to calmly start packing my shit and I walked down the street with my child in my arm and a luggage bag. See? That was the last time I left it. I ain't never looked back. And my dad pulled up and my dad was like, where you going? I said, go talk to your wife. That's it. I was gone. I didn't know where I was going, sis. I ain't know what I was doing. I ain't had no plan. See? But see, Cece, you learned early on that you had to protect your peace and your child. Mm-hmm. At that moment, you knew it was either us or her. And I'm saying yeah. us because whatever you, whatever action you take right now is going to affect your child. Yep. So you made it your purpose. Mm-hmm. Listen, this, this, this is where the bus stops. And we're not yep. on it. Period. So it's me or you. And I had to learn that because the last physical altercation I had with her, I told my daddy, my dad, my dad had just walked into the um to the house from work. My dad working 14 hour shifts. I didn't want to bother him with this because he's working hard for his family. Right. But we had a physical altercation when she sat on me. I was a tiny little skinny little thing. Oh no. So she sat on me. That's the only way she could stop me from hitting her. It's funny now, but <laughs> but um, I told my dad, I said, if she put hands on me again, I'm going to kill her. And I kept saying it. And I believed in my heart that it was going to go down that way. It's going to get there. In my mind, in my mind, I already knew how it was going to hurt her. Like, you get what I'm saying? That's how it was. Time. It, it, was it was time to separate the two. Exactly. Because if you know and how you dad take her out and you ain't going to end up on the first 48, it's time. <laughs> I could have been one of the first 48. <laughs> it's time. It's time to like, go. <clears throat> and I'm just like, you know what? I can't be here no more. It's toxic. Right. It was a toxic environment. Right. And it's, it's funny because as I talk to her children, to this day, she had four with my dad. Two boys, two girls. And obviously one of them is Down syndrome, so. But I talk to my siblings all the time and they sit here and they look at me and they say, we don't blame you. We know why you left. Cause they felt it after I left. And she tried to blame me the same way. Your mom blamed you, like you left them. Mm-hmm. No, I didn't, them your kids. Right, right. <laughs> I didn't leave nobody. Right. But I will say because I felt that motherly, the bonus mom feeling, 
I did have a sit down with my siblings and I had to let them know like I wasn't doing it because I was trying to hurt y'all. I was doing it to protect my peace. And I, I told them and I apologize. If y'all ever felt like I was leaving y'all, that's not my intent. It wasn't my intent. And we had to have a serious conversation about that as well because you don't realize that you do hurt your siblings because right. you were the motherly figure that, that represented for them. Right. And I, and I had to learn that. And see, one or two things going to happen. It's either going to make the sibling relationship stronger or it's going to break it. And yeah. for, for me, my brother, he understood. He understands now. We communicate all the time. He texts me, he mm-hmm. calls me, whatever. He's 26 and he understands that I did what I did for me. Yeah. My sister, on the other hand, she hates mm-hmm. my best. She resents me. I'm wow. the reason why she when when I left, oh she was she she became obese because she was she was eating, she was stressfully eating. So it's my fault that you is big as shit. Okay. So I, I that's my fault too. Um me having more kids and putting my kids before them is the issue. Um, everything that I do for wow. my grandkids and not her kid is the issue. Like I'm not your mother. Yeah. I'm not your mother. But look at the look at the look at the effect that it had on her because you played that role. But you have to take that up with your mother because eventually exactly. going to move out eventually at a young age. I'm very old. I'm very much older than y'all. When I moved moved out, I was 14. I came mm-hmm. back at 16. And I moved out for good at 18. So at mm-hmm. 18, you're nine. Mm-hmm. And my brother is five. Y'all can't be that attached to me as your as as your parent. You still young. That's your mother right there. That's she's your response. Y'all her responsibility, not mine. Mm-hmm. But yeah. at that age, in her mm-hmm. mind, I left her. Yeah. Yeah. And I get it because me and my sister are we're, the first one is we're six years apart. The second one is about maybe twelve years apart. But they both express the same thing. Like, to me, you were my happy place. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I, I shouldn't have been that for y'all, though. That mm-hmm. was, I had no choice. Y'all don't understand that. And I keep telling that. And I was drilling that through their heads for the past couple of years. They, y'all could call me by all means. I love having a relationship with y'all. But I am not y'all mother. Right. And I got my own family. I'm somebody else's mom. Exactly. And you and and, that's the thing, we put our lives on pause so that y'all can keep living a normal life so that y'all don't see and you're not affected by any changes or something like that but it Mm -hmm. affected me so now the weight is on my shoulders yeah and now as adults you don't appreciate that is a problem for me yes it's it's it's, i don't care how my sister feel or whatever the case may be but i'm big on respect if you don't respect me we can't go nowhere with this Nah, not at all. We can't go nowhere. Not how much how much weight you put on? Nah, I can't. Exactly. And I tell I you one them. of them. I love them. I, I, love I kicked them. my sister out one time. I was yeah. just like, because she came over here with the disrespect. And we, we talk about it, we laugh about it now. But I told her, I said, get the fuck out of my house. Because first of all, you're disrespecting me in front of my kids, mine. So me and her had a big blowout. Mm-hmm. Didn't talk for probably almost a year you're not going to disrespect me after all I went through for you. Okay. Nah. Nah. It don't go down like that. At all. 
at all. Period. All these, all these invisible war marks on me. You ain't finna sit up here and and disrespect me and not in my Listen, shit. <laughs> what? My light skin ass used to get beaten for y'all. Okay. Who, who you telling? I had wept for y'all. I ain't, I ain't trying to compare myself to Jesus, but hello. All right. The only thing that was missing <laughs> that we wasn't nailed on the motherfucking cross. <laughs> hello, somebody. Like, no, okay. So I'm like, nah, you're not going to disrespect me like that. So I don't allow disrespect when it comes to them because I'm like, I went through too much when it came to y'all mother, our mother, whatever you want to call her, dealing with, you know, raising you guys. So I get it. And I, and I, <sighs> The hard conversation that needs to happen is between me and my stepmom. Am I ready for it fully? Probably not. I really honestly don't care to have a relationship with her. But I'm willing to have the conversation. I just don't want the relationship. Well, you don't have to have the relationship, but I feel like the conversation is important only because I just did it. Yeah. I just did it, and I want to feel like... A huge weight was lifted off. The hurt still there. Mm-hmm. But yeah. now that I got my true feelings out for the first time ever in my life, because I feel like I'm approaching 40 next year. Yeah. I'm trying to live my second half. If this is my second half of my life, I'm trying to live a stress-free, lovely. My kids is grown. Yeah. You know, I'm trying to enjoy my life. Mm-hmm. And I don't want no unnecessary baggage still clout in my mind because it does that. Sometimes something can happen and it'll trigger you. Mm-hmm. We could have just had a conversation, a lovely conversation yesterday. And then today, a trigger. And this fuck you, fuck them, fuck all you. <laughs> <laughs> that part. <laughs> but I feel like the conversation, and like I said, mm-hmm. in the top of this, I will I mm-hmm. give all the credit to my husband for telling me explain yeah. to me laying it out for me and I'm like you know what you're right I received it so I took my yeah. own he hasn't had the conversation so have it it's not for you. it's not for her it's for you it's for me and I and I understand it's um and I will and I will say that we we tried to have conversations before maybe it just wasn't the right timing and I right. get that right. you know I'm at a place in my life after, especially after therapy where I feel like I can have the conversation without getting angry, without crying, without being overly emotional. I'm at that place. I feel like I'm comfortable enough to say, hey, this is what I felt and went through and letting you know those things. Right. With a calm heart. And I think I could walk away with that. Yeah. The only thing I know that is going to happen and I don't think she's ready for it. She may say she is because I've had this same conversation before but like you said it ain't for her it's for me for you but she got to be able to receive what you're giving out to her that part and it's, I, don't, I don't think she's completely there yet it's going it's going way on her though I'm telling you because after the conversation I want to say we had it on Monday and I talked to my dad on Wednesday or Thursday and mm-hmm. they had a conversation about our wow. conversation yeah so Sometimes it's just pointing it out because they try to forget the shit that they did. And in their mind, like I said, the parents from back in the day, in their mind, mm-hmm. they're fucking perfect. 
yeah into the conversation my mother told me she 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 did what was the best the only way that she could now that's yeah. admitting that you was you did your best for what mm-hmm. for what was handed to you for the cards that was dealt to you and i can appreciate that now because you're acknowledging and admitting it verbally i didn't know okay. like this i don't i went you don't know nobody feelings unless they tell you yeah that's true so you can't keep hiding behind this veil of perfect mm-hmm. and hide. Mm-hmm. so if i'm able to sit here and tell you that you've been a parent longer than me i only been a parent for 23 years you've been a parent for 39 so if i'm telling you that i can mm-hmm. i know that i'm not perfect i know that i'm still learning to this day i'm learning right mm-hmm. now to this day be able to receive that and acknowledge that from your end too yeah and i yeah. and i started to maybe this to help you i started the conversation off my first line was i come in peace that was my first line hopefully, I went no hopefully she can receive that <laughs> i don't want no issues i come in peace and if we can't have a peaceful conversation let me know right now and i'll leave because i come mm-hmm. in peace i didn't come for all of this I didn't exactly, and the fr- and, yeah. and I got and I got yelled at, but you got to understand that as well. I'm 39. Yeah. Me, I'm grown. Exactly. I'm at, at this big ass age right now, you're gonna respect me, even as a child. Feel like you got to respect your kids. Exactly. You can't, te- you can't teach them respect and not show it. And I and I feel like my dad is so openly receiving the topics that we talk about because I had issues with my dad also because Absolutely. of how how he has let certain things transpire, transpire because he was so absent all the time mm-hmm. and no I don't blame him because he was working hard he was providing but there were certain things that you probably should have checked your wife on right you get what I'm saying because you were the man of the household so when I have those conversations with him now I feel like he's he's definitely more open. He may not receive it. He'll hear it in the moment, but he'll come back and he'll talk about it. He'll bring it up or he'll apologize. Right. But when it comes to her, she want to throw the Bible up saying that, you know, this and that about the Bible. Like people who use the Bible, and I probably have an issue with that now to these days. People who use the Bible to try to throw that in your face and, and caught like, I, I just can't. I can't. I walk away. That's my mother. She a deaconess. And she was like, you don't know my life. You, Evangelist, know my life child. you don't know my life now. I'm, you don't know my Christian walk. Mm, that part. But maybe, you know what, too? I had the conversation with both of them because my father not innocent at all. But the difference between them mm-hmm. two is that he was taking accountability. He was receiving what I was saying. She wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel like it's it's easier. How their relationship? If their relationship is okay, then have it with both of them. No, they don't have no relationship. They communicate oh, so through text gotta, message. So you got to talk to her by herself. By herself. Yeah. So you got to talk to her. By herself. Matter of fact, I got to record our conversation. <laughs> I have to put on a podcast. <laughs> Exclusive. Listen, because I feel like she gonna go and say her thing, and then I'm gonna have my thing. She'll be like, oh, that ain't had a conversation with. Wait a minute I'm now. Telling you. I got you on wax. You said I got it. you. <laughs> but no, seriously, because she was she was twisted. Let me tell you, I've been blamed for the divorce. I've been blamed for her bad relationship with her own kids. 
I've been blamed to the point where at this point it is what it is. If that if you feel like I was the reason y'all got divorced, I wouldn't even live in the house when y'all got divorced, first of all. But that's what you feel, by all means I did. So, I, I, so she I can't fight it no more. Did she did nothing. What's it was her all sign? me. What's her sign, CP? When her birthday? She December. Oh. What is that? Sagittarius or Capricorn? Sagittarius. Oh, they delusional too. But my mother is an Aquarius, and in her mind, she she crossed all her T's and dot all her I's, every last one of them. Every last one. Every mm-hmm. last one. All of them. She proofread. She she her own editor. She ain't make no mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> all of that. All of that. And I'm just like, so you just ain't did nothing. You was a Not perfect nothing. mom. Not nothing. Jesus, not nothing. Like literally, God molded you to be the perfect person on this earth. Absolutely, and you so came here, did everything. Person. You did everything like yep. He told you to do it. You ain't never was. That's just my thing. You you was out in the, you in the church now and everything like that. Yes, granted, when I was coming up, we was in church every Sunday. However, you also mm-hmm. was in love on Friday and Saturday. <laughs> okay. Okay, perfect person. Okay, so it is like. <laughs> Yeah, so, and it's like, um, even now, we're dealing with the issue of my brother is 20, 21 years old. He's, he's an adult, but he's also still Down syndrome. They get up in age where they can't really take care of him at this point. Right. It's left to us siblings to pretty much take on that responsibility. And I wonder, do parents really consider their kids when they make those decisions? Because... That's, that's a whole nother topic. Trust and believe. I mean, because my brother is 26 and he mm-hmm. has a mental illness. He is um, bipolar, schizophrenic, and he's mm-hmm. still at home. And she gets angry with him and, oh, I, you need to move on this at there. He can't. You're his You're his primary care provider. He can't go anywhere. Yeah. He can't live by himself. So, yeah. no, and, and I know that if, God forbid, something happened to her, he's going to need somebody to look after him. Yeah. So right now, your brother, he's 21. It's her responsibility. It's not your responsibility. Definitely, but they still make it feel like it's our, all of our responsibility. If she's here able to care for him and she's breathing on this earth, she, he's her responsibility. Oh, yeah. That's why I said that's the, that's the continuous argument that we have all the time. So she wants Somebody. y'all to take turns and take care of him. Yes. Why? So if that's if you don't want the responsibility, get him an assistant living. Period. So that your child is taken care of 24-7. And yes, yeah. the siblings can check in on him, go visit him, make sure he needs this, that, and that. It's like they they teach them how to live on their own, but you're really not on your own. You know what you know what I mean? It's, but if yeah. you're a mother and you want what's best for him, mm-hmm. make these mm-hmm. arrangements for him. That's what I'm saying. And I say this all the time. If I knew that y'all was gonna put that off on me, I probably would have fought the systems and probably would have got him a long time ago if that was the case. Yep. I probably would have fought y'all in court and told told the court that y'all was unfit anyway. Cause him and your son is closing age. Exactly. Right. And I, I would like at this point, and I'm just like, why is it our responsibility? No. I don't wanna be bothered with that. And you see, and that's another thing. All every child's not the same. Some child comes with some extra 
issues and you got to give them extra TLC. You burn mm-hmm. that's yours. Exactly. And that was, a, that was their choice. My dad and her made the decision. I heard them when they had the discussion. The doctor said this. The doctor said he has Down syndrome. The doctor said this. Are we keeping it? I heard this conversation as a kid. Y'all decided to, to keep them. So why is it our responsibility? You got to take what come with that. Exactly. <laughs> Y'all was a prepared doctor. Put your grown lady panties on. Put your depends on. <laughs> that part. like, <laughs> And take care of your baby lady. Like. You knew ahead of time. I, that's why they have all these tests and everything because they're trying to prepare you for the baby that you're about to bring in this world. You knew that ahead of time. So, like, like she did with you, she took on that responsibility. That part. You so know, I'm not worried about all it. day. <laughs> all day. I'm telling you, that's why I knew like this related so well with me and you because I feel like we both have that that Cinderella story when it comes to the way we were raised. And I feel like if we don't talk about it and bring it up, I'm sure there's so many other women today that have dealt with the same thing from their mothers or whoever raised them that was dealing with the same thing. And I feel like if we don't break it now, it's going to continue with our children, our our daughters that we are raising. So it's very important to your adulthood because mm-hmm. I feel like I gravitated to my husband so much because he put me first and I was never I never felt like I was first to anybody yes so he put me first throughout everything so I feel like yes. now that we are raising our own families anything mm-hmm. that you do for my kids is a bonus for them because they don't want any for nothing they already experienced yep. this stuff the correct way so if Whatever you bring to them, you're just adding to what they got in them already. Right. I I agree 100%. So definitely understand it. And I was the same way. I gravitated to my husband so strong because, for one, I felt like he was protecting me because he saw some of the things that I was going through. Right. I met my husband at 19. He saw. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So he understood and I felt like he was protecting me. He was the first person to actually show me a different type of love. Mm-hmm. And I just was like, is this what love's supposed to be? Like, what? Right. And they feel everything that you feel. Everything. When I'm up everything. And I feel like somebody did me wrong, my husband is going to take on that energy. Like you mm-hmm. said, your husband protect you. My husband was my protector, my provider. He made sure that I yes. felt everything that I should have been receiving from home. Yes. So he felt like home to me. And that's why we still here 25 years later. Hey, period. Okay. Home. <laughs> that's my home. Exactly. Period. Yes. So I just want to say, like, I feel like this is a never ended conversation. It is. And it's important. And it's very important. Like, we could have a part two, part three, part four. Yeah, I just feel like serious because nobody don't like, like you said, you could keep going. You could keep going because there's many different things. It's not just, it's not just parents, mm-hmm. it's friends, it's relationships yeah. on the outside of the house, it's relationships inside, it's work mm-hmm. relationships. It's all, everything plays a part into how you live your day to day life. It does. It really does. Shapes and forms and child, 
like I said, we can stay here all day. <laughs> all day. Listen. Yeah. health, because we don't talk about that enough, too. And I'm glad that it's a thing now, because you always want somebody to express their feelings, mainly men. And when they do express their feelings and be emotional, then they suck, because we don't want to hear it. But, like, uh, make sense. You want them to be comfortable. And at the same time, you want to clown them for being too comfortable. Like, Exactly. I love hearing that men are willing to go to therapy. I love it, honestly. It's needed. I feel like it's, it's needed, needed. Everybody. If you feel like you need it, like for me, I felt like I was going to be weak as hell, but no. Yeah. No. Yeah. Nobody likes to feel vulnerable, especially right. to a stranger or to talk about things that you feel deep inside. Most people want to keep it in. Right. But I feel like when it comes out, and like you said, you felt like it was a, a big relief. Like it opened new peace into your life right and I feel like I, I feel like once me and her have that conversation I think I'm gonna feel the same way I feel peace now because I don't got to deal with her right now but when this conversation do happen <laughs> I know I'm gonna feel that feel it you're gonna feel like the the weight off you and it's the like, weight is all you, off you're not gonna know that you needed to have a conversation until after you had it yeah and that's yeah. gonna be like all right you know, mm-hmm. you're going, you're going, you're going to feel the feeling. Tell me when you have it. I can't wait till you have it. I know. I know. I just felt like I needed to have my sense of peace first. Right. I had to do it for me and my family and my kids because in order for me to do my motherly duties for them, I got to, I got to find me and find my peace first. Right. So now that I'm in life. that place, I got to take care of me first. So now that I am in that place, I'm willing to have a conversation. I just hope that she's willing to hear and receive. Right. So she ain't even gotta say nothing. She just gotta listen. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. What Martin said: Get the tootsie roll out your ear and listen. <laughs> <laughs> that part. I'm talking to you, CC. We gotta do this again. Definitely, I'm here for it. Let's do Tell it. Tell the people again where to find you and your podcast and your solo. Definitely, you can find me on my podcast at So Problematic on IG. I'll be, you know, talking shit on Twitter here and there. Um, you can also find us on uh, TikTok, YouTube, all the above. And you can find me solo doing my makeup thing on Beauty Slay Her. Okay. Find me on IG, okay? Some YouTube videos is coming. I've been slacking, but they coming. You make me want to wear lipstick because I feel like you and Star, y'all be popping out with y'all lipstick and y'all lips is full like mine. And I be like, no, I don't <laughs> no lipstick. My you lipstick can pull it off. I got you. I don't want no colors, CC. I don't want no. I don't want no pink. I don't want no red. I don't, my lips is too big for that shit. <laughs> Give me a brown and I'll I got you. <laughs> I got you. That's, 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 that's just the perfect combination. That's all you need most of the time. See, that's that's the thing. Send, send me some browns, some nudes, you know. I, I got you. Looking. I got married and even wear no makeup. Stop playing with me. <laughs> I got you. Some classes is coming too. I got okay, you. Okay, okay. Let We're me know. We're going to get these eyebrows I'm together. We're going to get these lips together. I'm going to sign up. I'm going to sign up. I'm going to sign up and I'm going to have my stuff. Because my daughter, my younger daughter is really big on makeup. But she put yes. her on, honey. Okay. She be doing what it do. I know it. Her face, she do do everything. I ain't with all that. Just give me some chapstick, lip gloss, whatever. Thank you again so much for having me. This conversation was the best. I loved it. I'm here for it anytime.
Anytime, CC, you already know, hit me up. We record and I want to talk about XYZ and I'm here, period. Definitely. I'm going to go sure and nap, y'all, before I cook my Sunday dinner. Yes. Y'all know what it is. It's your girl. Catch me on the live or post because it's always wine time. See always. Y'all next week. Bye.